Welcome back to episode 8 of Bikes, Bands, Beers, and Backpacks, where I discuss my favorite things in life, including motorcycles, live music, adult beverages, and exploring nature and road trips. I have just returned from an amazing 6,000 plus kilometer, 15 day, 3 state, 3 province road trip where I was camping with my family and to a friend's wedding, and I will be discussing that in a future episode. Today I'm going to try out a new segment, so stick around. As I said, I'm going to try a new segment here on Bikes, Bands, Beers, and Backpacks. One of my favorite things in life, besides the aforementioned 4Bs, are movies. And I really love road trip movies as well, so why not combine my love of all that stuff and we're going to do Movie Monday where I talk about some of my all-time favorite movies that involve the 4Bs. In today's episode, 1989's Field of Dreams. For those of you not familiar with Field of Dreams, it stars Kevin Costner as Ray Kinsella, an Iowan corn farmer who hears voices that convince him to build a baseball diamond over his crop so that Shoeless Joe Jackson and other members of the 1919 Chicago White Sox can come back and play baseball again. It is based on the book Shoeless Joe by Canadian W.P. Kinsella, and more importantly to this podcast, the voices later convince him to drive from his farm just outside of Iowa City to Boston, Massachusetts. Now, in the movie, Kevin Costner's character Ray states that he has come over 1,500 miles to see Terrence Mann, a character based on J.P. Salinger, who wrote Catcher in the Rye. Uh, in Boston, but according to my favorite app, Google Maps, it is only 1,188 miles from Iowa City to Boston, and you can't go an additional 300 miles from Iowa City and still be in Iowa, so he might have been over-exaggerating a little bit. However, at the time he states this, he was trying to convince the uncooperative Terrence Mann to go to a baseball game with him while pretending his finger is a gun. So we will forgive him a little bit for the over-exaggeration. So eventually Ray does convince Terrence to go to the uh, Red Sox-Oakland Athletics game with him at the legendary Fenway Park. And while there they both hear the voice again and see some... uh, some statistics for Archie Moonlight Graham of Chisholm, Minnesota, who played in one game but never got an at-bat in the major leagues. So they decide that they need to drive to Chisholm, Minnesota and try and track down this Archie Moonlight Graham. Now, on his way out to Boston, I'm sure Ray just it took Interstate 80 from Iowa City to Chicago, or just south of Chicago, and then took the I-90 straight to Boston while passing through lovely metropolitan centers like Cleveland, Buffalo, Syracuse, Albany, uh, before getting to Boston. But to get to Chisholm, Minnesota, Ray and Terrence would have had some decisions to make about which way to go. They could have easily just retraced Ray's steps back down the I-90 to Chicago and then headed northwest through Wisconsin up through Duluth, Minnesota and to Chisholm. Or a faster route could have been to actually head into Canada um, through Niagara Falls, 
cut over through Michigan and the Upper Peninsula before cutting through the northern tip of Wisconsin up at Duluth and to Chisholm. Now, I have done that drive almost exactly, at least parts of it. Uh, when I played in a band, we had a show in Winnipeg, Manitoba, before having to head down to United States South, uh, cutting over down through Duluth, Again, the tip of Wisconsin, Upper Peninsula, Lower uh, Michigan there, cut over at Flint, Michigan, and ended up in London, Ontario there for our next show. So now Google Maps says this is a shorter way to go at just under 1,500 miles, but and also it was the 1980s, so neither one of them would have required a passport, and there's no mention of either of them having a criminal record or anything that would bar them from going through Canada. My heart likes to think they would have gone this way, but I would strongly speculate that they would have stayed in the U.S. the entire time and done the aforementioned I-90 then up through Wisconsin. So no mention is made of any stops along the way or anything like that. There's no real scenic panoramic shots that would give away where they were driving or which route they would have taken. Now they get to uh, Chisholm, Chisholm, Minnesota, and they do find Archie Graham using a little time travel trick. And uh, they uh, pick him up and drive back to the farm, uh, which is approximately another 476 miles. So Iowa City to Boston to Chisholm, Minnesota, back down to Iowa City is a total round trip of 3,164 miles. Or for us metric folks, 5,041 kilometers. That is about the same distance as Vancouver to Quebec City, or about a thousand kilometers less than I just did on my uh, two-week trip uh, out to Vancouver and back. So it is a long, long way. I do love that Ray uh, is driving a Volkswagen van. It looks like a Volkswagen minibus Type 2 of the late 60s. His character is, you know, a child of the 60s, and those are the vans that people often refer to as hippie vans. My family always grew up calling them terrorist vans due to those uh, Albanians who killed Doc Emmett Brown in the original Back to the Future. I do also love that Ray is shown driving on an interstate highway versus many road trip movies where the characters are always on a you know a secluded single lane highway with no other traffic around them. And so just a little more realistic on a cross country road trip like this. Oh, dog in the beard. As far as any of the other uh, four B's or three B's, I guess besides the uh, backpacking road trips, there is very little in uh, in this great movie. But uh, the only adult beverages in the film are when Ray and Terrence are drinking some Miller Lite at Fenway Park. There's no motorcycle showcase in the film, and there really isn't any live music played or any other you know nature hikes or exploring done other than the big road trip. Although being on the farm and the scenic shots of the uh, the cornfield are, are pretty close. Now I'm going to start scoring all these movies on a you know a one to ten scale for each of the four B categories. So for this first one, I would score it uh, ten out of ten for the road trip, a one out of ten for beers, zero out of ten for bikes, and zero out of ten for bands for a total four B score of eleven out of forty. So. Not too high, but not bad for the first one that we're doing here. So let me know if there's any uh, movies you think would score high on the 4B scale. 
and I will uh, try and get those done every Monday here. Uh, hopefully you enjoyed this uh, little new twist on uh, bikes, bands, beers, and backpacks. And I will be back with more of a regular uh, episode uh, later this week.